Hi, and welcome to Tribe Talks, a series of curious conversations with entrepreneurs, practitioners, scholars, and business leaders who have diverse perspectives on how a human-first approach is better for business. My name is Bastian Lindbergh, and I'm the co-founder of A Tribe Called Humans, a human collective for better business. Elliot, I have to confess that I'm really so intrigued because you are one of the most experimental intentionally humans I've come across. And although we only shared so little experiences together, I think it's really inspiring what you do with your community. And I'm sure we can talk a bit about that. You're the founder and CEO of Node Unlock, which is a platform community transformational experience, whatever you call it, with the purpose to solve the global consciousness crisis by nurturing human transformation continuously. And you also have a career in tech and finance, uh, which is also something that we share. And you work as a coach, consultant, speaker with large corporations and events. So really curious to find out a bit more about your journey and, and what yet led you to the point where you are today. But before we talk about that, we tend to ask our guests uh, a more personal question. And I have to say, I'm really curious about what your answer will be, because part of what you do is helping people to be more human. So my question to you is, when do you feel most human? And I'm really happy that you started with that question, because many people believe that it, it, it is a bit more personal. And I am always of the minds that we should be as human as possible. I have a t-shirt that I'm wearing currently, as you can see, uh, for the <laughs> listeners, it says human in big, bold writing on it. But then I also have other t-shirts that say, be more human. And for me, that's the essence of how we should live uh, life and use our time on this earth. And so for me, I was allowing that thought to, to sit and seep into my thoughts. And it really came to me that it's learning this cycle. It's, it's not the circle of life, it's the cycle of learning. This uh, mm -hmm. learning, sharing with people and from people and just absorbing the energy and essence of who they are in every facet and then learning how what they have gone through, what they have experienced and their stories then connect to who you are and, and shapes new perspectives as well. So when I feel most human is when I'm in the throes of that and it just feels like, like play and like it's just flowing mm -hmm. full of energy. And that can be by myself when I'm learning about something and playing around with it. Cause I, like you mentioned, I experiment with a lot of things. And then when I come out of that kind of bubble and I meet other humans, that's my playground. And so then that's where mm -hmm. I feel most human. It's like being back in school or being a kid and just sharing, oh, I found out this, or what do you think of this? And asking lots of questions. So yeah. I really do follow my curiosity when it comes to those spaces. And that's when I feel most human. Mm -hmm. And was that something that was always there or clear for you or that evolve and, and maybe even change over time? And you had a realization at some point where you felt, no, actually, this is what it's all about for me. I think there have been many epiphanies in life. One thing that comes to mind is that in my journey, I have gone through many spaces and transitions. 
And I've started with, with complete openness and curiosity and just exploring both myself and then in a spiritual way as well, which I'm sure we can speak about. But that then got beat out of me, I would say, during my adolescence, in my schooling age, and then in my financial career. And, mm. and that for me took away some of the energy and fire that was under me that allowed me to follow this curiosity to experiment and play around with things. And it's only recently that I've then discovered or rediscovered and reconnected mm. with that essence to understand that that's part of me. And experimentation is the way that we change and grow and understand our own reality. Uh, and for me, mm. that's where I've then realized that for me, if I experiment, if I play, if I learn, I'm growing continuously. Mm -hmm. And the realization of that was the transformational period of time in my life and allowed me to have this sense of, of kind of freedom and autonomy that I aspire to have in my world. So it's mm -hmm. been a very much a winding journey that I would say has led me to understanding that and knowing mm -hmm. that it's okay as well. Yeah, I think that's such a critical aspect you're actually talking about there. And I can totally relate to it in, in many ways when I think about how I experienced myself more recently in like kind of my professional career and, and not feeling myself at all in many ways. And, and then looking back, as you say, realizing that this wasn't always like that. I think you come to this world, I think, with a natural curiosity and desire to play and to learn and so quick we stop that and I, I actually that's such a paradox of our species isn't it i'm not sure that's a fair uh comparison but we have a dog but i don't think the dog ever questions what it means to be he do a dog he's a dog but it seems as to what you're saying we grow up and we learn not to be what we're almost supposed to be in a more, more natural way. I would see it as a succession of yeses and nos. I'm quite, mm -hmm. when it comes to thinking and trying to build awareness or my consciousness, I have this perspective that it's just a, a series of inputs and outputs. And so mm -hmm. if we look at life and how we are brought into it, we are brought into the world pretty much a, a blank canvas. And as yeah. we go along through the, the journey and time that we have, we are told, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, mm -hmm. in different spectrums and shapes and forms. And so when we are being taught yes or no, that shapes what our worldviews are, what we think of ourselves and the meaning behind what we enjoy, what we don't, what we're curious about and what we should and shouldn't do. And so it's been interesting to witness that in different environments and spaces and understand if it's conducive to curiosity, experimentation and playing and being human. Mm -hmm. The essence of who we are is to explore and create and understand That's why we are sentient beings and, and we have this higher power and consciousness. And so mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, it's still, they're not in the right physical or digital environments that supports 
the nurturing of their own curiosities, their own interests and who they may already have been, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, mm-hmm. and then have been in the, the wrong environments that have shaped who they are currently. And now they possibly look out the window and can see that there is another world and way of approaching life out there but they're not quite there yeah. yet. And, and so that's a realization that I've had in my journey around trying to build the awareness within myself of environments that are supportive of humanity and, and who we are. I would love to talk about that a bit more in, in a minute and what that means actually, and maybe what we can all learn from your experience there to, to foster that environment. I'd like to, to know maybe what your views about the, the consequence of that journey that you were describing. It totally resonates with me, this idea of yeses and nos, and that's, we're almost like, like a ball that gets... Yep. <laughs> and if there's a yes, then kind of reinforce a certain behavior. It's a no, it's like, okay, this was wrong, I'm yep. wrong, and we try another approach. But what do you think is the consequence on a more collective view, if you think about communities or like organizations, businesses, and all these people who have this kind of journey, then come together and... and What impact does that have? Well, we can see it across the world. I think when it comes to collective momentum and collections of humans, they can be used with good intent and they can be used for impact and positive impacts. And I think there's a nuance in, in there where I hear lots of people throwing out the words impact. What does that actually mm-hmm. mean in the context of humans, businesses, society, and also the planet. And the way that I've been thinking about this is every thought and interaction and, I guess, output and input in your world has an effect on every level of the system that we're in. And the system that we're in is you yourself as the human being And then you're connected to absolutely everything in the world with the air that you breathe and you're breathing out. And then what you're consuming, what you're sharing with people as thoughts through your voice and your vocal cords are all uh, inputs and outputs and have an effect in some way. And so when it comes to having this sense and level of awareness in an organization or in a, a, a wider community and in society it's really based on the quality of all of those inputs and outputs from each mm-hmm. human that actually mm-hmm. is part of that community society and collective so that's why i feel that it's so important to focus on the self and having a quality of awareness and consciousness that allows you to actually understand what is happening within you, the inputs and outputs that you're actually, I guess, are part of you and how that Mm -hmm. connects to the greater world and ecosystem that you're in, whether that's a business or what have you. And then using that awareness for positive intent is what I Mm -hmm. uh, have come to. And I wish, I really wish Uh, someone had told me this 10, 15 or 20 years ago because it would have shaped, well, completely shaped a different trajectory for how I'd approach my time already. What difference would it have made in more kind of tangible terms if you, if you think back in you being in 
that kind of corporate environment or organization you were then with the perspective you have now, what do you think you would have done differently? I feel that it would have adjusted how I approach my career. So I mm -hmm. began my professional career at 18 in the financial services space, working for a massive organization with a hundred thousand plus people. And I had this vision of it being a really beautiful career that had all of the success that uh, we all um, hear of in the movies, etc. Even though I would classify or maybe not classify, I would think of myself as having been brought up with more awareness than that reality. And so I set about a course to try and work my way through this corporate ladder and try to mold myself into a person that fits into that environment. But if I was told that actually everything that you do and everything that you bring into this world and create has some kind of impact, whether it's positive or negative or just it's there, I think I would have spent my time trying to, to do something for a greater good than just mm -hmm. work for uh, a behemoth that has no heart and removes the heart from humans as well. So I would have adjusted how I approach my time and my career. And that possibly would have, um, it possibly would have sped up to the, the human that you see today. But then it's all part of my journey and my experience of understanding the different facets that feed into the ecosystem that we live in as well. So I've mm -hmm. seen the corporate side and Now I'm seeing a different side and that gives me a, a newfound appreciation for both and how we can move forward perhaps and gesture in a different direction for people when it comes to what they are doing with their time and energy. We at, at Tribe Called Humans, we're, we're also big believers that this kind of human first approach is better for business. And for me, Better business, I also always said that it's a business that is more self-aware and self-sufficient. And I looked up your, your website and I found this quote, which is really beautiful, I think, where you say, if there's no awareness in the minds of individuals, how can there be awareness in the world? Make awareness in your own mind first. I, I really thought it was a very strong sentence. So I want to give credit to Goenka for kind of sparking that thought. So for anyone who doesn't know who Goenka is, I guess he is seen as the current godfather of Vipassana meditation. So he has created the Dhamma Foundation. And at the end of 2019, I was introduced to Vipassana by doing a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which was completely transformational. And so I've just adjusted that quote slightly to be more aligned with what I aspire to create with Note Unlock, but it gives the essence of what I feel is the most important uh, thing for us to focus on, which is us and our own awareness. Because then mm -hmm. once we have awareness within, we can have awareness out with. So with that being said, I think for me, better business is having that quality of awareness within your organization that pours every ounce and essence of what it is to be human into every interaction, every touch point, every space and creation that you are outputting and creating within your organization, that should be baked in. And I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks. For a long time, 
And I, I quantify that since the beginning of Node Unlock, I have been trying to shed the skin of corporateness within me. And <laughs> I speak of this journey of uh, corporate human to startup human. And it's not really yeah. startup human. It's just corporate human to human. And I've tried to really focus on introspection and awareness within to understand uh, when I am being my old self, for instance. And for a very long time, I was concerned, almost scared of sharing me within Node Unlock. And how do I present myself? How do I share what I believe in, who I am, and try to, to express myself in a professional setting? That's not a setting that is bound by different assumptions that have, have been baked into the culture for years or for some time, but my own culture, my own space. And so within that journey, I, I realized that it wasn't so easy to shed that skin. <laughs> it's a really difficult thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and I notice it in a specific, I'll give you a specific example. When I am, am uh, creating copy, when I'm doing copywriting, I am shocking at copywriting because I instantly go into corporate human. And I, I come out with these sentences that are filled with jargon and just don't make any sense. <laughs> I've really struggled with copywriting in a human way that actually shares the essence of what I'm trying to say. And I've noticed that there is a trick in here, which is instead of writing it, because when I write it out, it comes out corporate. But if I mm -hmm. speak it or share it with someone, then it's human. And so mm -hmm. I will use dictation on my phone or on my laptop mm -hmm. to speak out some of the copy to get it out in a more human way. And then you can start editing and adjusting it. And that's a really meta example of where I'm realizing who is my old self what am I trying to accomplish going forward? And how do I want to present myself as this human in a business context? I will have to try that, that trick, by the way, because I'm, <laughs> I'm exactly falling into the same trap. So when we are writing the proposition about a trike of humans, like quite often we get feedback from some more challenging people to say, like, you know, just cut out all the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's so deep inside. And I have an advertising background, so I guess that makes it yeah. even worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's no longer like that. Uh, and, and we're seeing that shift now. I, I think over the last year, we've realized and been shaken that the only way to be is, is more human. And so it's something that I really believe that a better business is a more human business And it's uh, making sure that you can carve and shape and create this environment and openness to be more human in the facets of uh, business that you are doing. And, and then allowing that to permeate out as your brand, as who you are seen as, and what you stand for. And so now mm -hmm. a great example is I actually shared, I wrote a 20 or 30,000 word blog on my passionate meditation retreat journey for myself. Mm -hmm. And I shared it with my close mm -hmm. friends and my inner circle. And I thought, there is nothing more personal than this, right? It has all of my challenges, all of my journey, all of you know, what I have faced and the shit that I've gone through mm -hmm. to get to here. 
So if I'm really running a human company at the level that I wish to share and show and be seen as and from, then mm. this is something that I should share. And I would never have done that at the start of my journey. It, it would have been mm. alien to me. And so, so that's what I am trying to do and share with people to show you might say that you run a human business, but just how human are you willing to go? Yeah. And I can imagine that it will sound maybe not alien, but at least frightening to a lot of people who will listen to our conversation now. So what could you say to them, like why it's worth facing maybe the anxiety that you have around opening up in, in the kind of professional context? What would be your pledge? Why it's worth it? The feeling inside of you. Once you actually accept that we are all human and we all have faults or they're not even faults, they are just parts of who we are that we don't uh, usually share and may feel scary to share. But once you are showing up as who you are, not who you wish to be and who others want you to be, but who you are, there is this freedom inside. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've lived my life in a way that has been for others for too long. And so it's actually this sense and quality of freedom within that I mm -hmm. uh, really appreciate now that I'm not uh, concerned about how I'm showing up. It's allowing me mm -hmm. to be here mm -hmm. present with you today where I would have been sensationally concerned about what am I saying? What am I doing? Who am I speaking to? What should I do? Yeah. Just washes away all of those concerns because I'm living for me and who I am. Uh, so I would say mm. to the people, if you're running a business and you're looking to run a business in a better way, in a more human way, look at how you can face your own reality and pour that into your organization and what you do. Because that's what's authentic and people resonate with. I think it's a great idea. And I think well, like it opens up this picture in my head where you think like if you have a lot of people coming together that are feeling free inside, they have the freedom to do whatever they want to do. And you have freedom of ideas and you're free to move in any direction, which is probably becoming very critical if you think about the world around us and, and how unforeseeable. So you, you can't plan everything anymore to the inch that we're used to as businesses, I think. You can't control anything anymore. But if you're not free inside, you're just going to hit all these walls. So I, I, I like that feeling. And I think it's a very aspirational feeling that probably most of us have. And I think we could talk for a long time around why businesses and organizations are maybe struggling with that. But I'd like to just maybe hear a bit more about how you and with all the things you do at Node Unlock are helping individuals, but I guess also businesses because you have a lot of people that are working in organizations to just approach that. And you were talking about things like purposefully designing those experiences earlier on. So maybe just give a bit of a idea of how you are helping to solve those challenges. Mm. So that is the million dollar question that I <laughs> struggled and toyed with for a long time. And I, I have much more clarity around that now, but I actually wanted to begin with that reality that it's not mm -hmm. been plain sailing to try and figure out what the hell I'm doing and the impact that it actually has. What does it do to humans and how does that 
then translate into the reality and results people are looking for. Because I, I think there's a part of uh, business where we must come up with results. We must be creating something of value. We must be creating output. And that's one way of looking at it. But I think that's a very industrial era way of looking at business. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. For me, I've been working with and, and uh, very honored to work with some of the world's largest organizations that have huge brands, huge numbers of people and humans. And they always ask me, so what is the outcome? And when we're speaking mm -hmm. about such esoteric things such as awareness, consciousness, and being human, it's actually quite difficult to say, this is what will be the end result. But all that being said, what I've recognized is that I create these very much human and immersive experiences, whether it be workshops, boot camps, programs, or courses that transform people's awareness of themselves. And mm -hmm. with that, creates an understanding of the world and system that they're actually working and living in. So when I go into organizations and I'm working with them to, I call it upgrade humans and upgrade their humans, we're looking to push the boundaries of the assumptions and the baked in behaviors that they have within their teams or within the culture to really understand what so first of all, hold a mirror up to them and say, this is what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you really want to look like that still? Or would you like to look like what's outside the window mm. that is a much more beautiful way of approaching life and your time here? And that's to say for the individuals, the teams and the organization, right? And so creating those experiences allow for people to go on that kind of transformational journey. And I always say that it's guidance. There are no prescribed mm -hmm. or specific ways of doing things that I share. I just say, here's what I've experienced because as we've uh, explored, I've seen the facets of corporate life. I've seen the facets outside of it. So I'm marrying the two to understand here is a different approach. See yeah. how you can mold it into your world. And so it's really about creating frameworks and guidance that allows people to begin to transform themselves. Because I really don't believe that transformation comes from uh, outside of you. You need to believe it. You need to feel it. You need to smell it. You need to live it. And then once you've done that and started to experience it, transformation actually happens. And so that's what the experiences do or aim to do, I would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it's about creating the tools and the community that goes to, together with that to allow people to not just have one or two interactions with that philosophy and ethos, but actually to see that there is a world out there that is different mm -hmm. and that they can mm -hmm. bring that in to the organization or bring that into their personal life. Because I feel that mm -hmm. we are one human, as we spoke about, there are the professional worlds and then there's a the personal world. And I really don't believe that we are all one. Yeah. We are just able to go into different modes within our life. So that's what I focus on and, and what we focus on as the kind of ingredients towards global consciousness and uh, solving the global consciousness crisis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Super interesting. Is there some kind of tangible or actionable advice you could give to 
people who are going back to their offices tomorrow and that they can implement right away in terms of with a little nudge here or there or, or, or disruption into their routines, start changing the environment in a way that this becomes more of a reality, what you were talking about? Pause. I would say <laughs> pausing and the power of pausing is mm -hmm. something that I believe we uh, don't feed into our lives enough. And so as people rush back or perhaps not, uh, I think it's a powerful way to begin to reintegrate into a world that um, left us previously or that we wish to approach in a different way. But we do it by pausing and allowing that as our tool to begin to be more aware of what's actually happening and the reality of what could be shaped and formed going forward. And I encourage people to do that within their own world and in their own life, both when they're having a conversation, pause more, have a, mm. a, a level of awareness when there could be a pause entered into a conversation that just gives breathing room for what's being spoken about and the energy that's being shared, pause. And then in your strategies or in your throes of trying to create your mission and push it forward, pause. It's really powerful. And so that's what I share with people, encourage them to do is to bring the power of the pause into their world more. Just letting that sink in for a minute, because as you were talking about it, I was just feeling myself again in the situations I've been so often in my employment life where I would look at the calendar in the morning and I would already know, oh my God, I wouldn't even find a time to eat something or, or grab a glass of water because it will just be meetings stacked. And this idea of pausing, I think, is, is really powerful. So let's all think about how we might integrate more pause in, in our everyday kind of routines and, and individually in our thinking, but also maybe as a team in our workflows so that we have this, this time. And I think that can bring up things like to just go back to the very beginning of our conversation, what you described around your experience of doing a silence retreat and seeing what comes out of such a long pause and turning it into the epiphany you say you had around the kind of clarity around the purpose that you see for yourself and not unlock. Yeah, I'm becoming more grateful for being able to include those pauses into life and then allowing whatever happens within that pause to occur and then dealing with it and understanding it. And I think that's a, a, a really powerful tool that we can use to just mm -hmm. build our own awareness. I would actually love to include a pause here if you would feel comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that would be a great way to also maybe just reflect what we've been talking about in the last mm -hmm. hour.
Thank you. I think that if we can include more silence, more pausing, we can always begin again as well. And that's a realization that I've had. There is a reason why pausing and then beginning again in life mm. is really powerful. Because those beginnings allow you to make sense of what has just happened and how you can move forward. Uh, and so I think it's a beautiful way to, to allow your listeners to just take a moment uh, to have that pause in their life while they think about what we've just spoken about. Mm, totally. And I think it's also, it just allows you to really intentionally think about what's the next step. And I think this is what we often miss in the hectic of our day-to-day -day lives or our business world. And then suddenly we end up in a place where we realize that oh, this is not where we wanted to be. But if we would have taken those moments to pause, we would have seen there's so many opportunities to adjust our course and uh, direction. So thank you so much, Elliot, for, for that beautiful idea and exercise. And it's definitely something that I will take with me together with the little tip to start speaking out my ideas before I write them to sound more natural and human. I, I really enjoyed this, this conversation. Thank you for, for your inspiration, mm. Elliot, and we'll stay connected anyway, but thank you so much for your time and being our guest today. Not at all. I, I have really enjoyed this uh, wide ranging conversation, Bastian. And like I mentioned on LinkedIn, I feel like we came together for a reason and really appreciated your energy and your approach and philosophy of life. So thank you for sharing this space and time. Thank you for listening to Tribe Talks. We'd love to get your feedback. And if you have any questions or a great story to share, just email us at hello at tribecalledhumans.com.